Thank you. Thanks, Terry. We've got, we've got a newbie on sound as well. Praise God. Why don't we give him a, a hand? And we've got a, we've got a newbie on, on piano as well, on keys too, Laura. Praise God. Hallelujah. All the old, old, us old fogies can take a break. Hallelujah. Amen. If we can maybe just cut down the boom, that would be, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Um, it's really wonderful. Today is Pentecost Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, and we are a Pentecostal church. Amen. Why, why are we a Pentecostal church? Why, why do you think we are a Pentecostal church? Because we believe in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We embrace the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We, we, we embrace the gifts of the Spirit. We wait on the Lord. We love and enjoy and, and enjoy His presence. Amen? Isn't that, a, isn't that a wonderful aspect? Can I invite some of you to maybe come over here so I don't need to flag all the way there? Thank you. Thanks so much. That's wonderful. And you know, as I've been thinking about Pentecost Sunday, um, what, what I, I'll, I'll touch a little bit on that and then get into, try and do as much as I can on my part two, thank you, on my part two of uh, the uh, prophetic worship. But in Azusa Street, 1906, that's where most of us Pentecostals turned to in, in a sense that there was an outpouring that happened and there was a major revival. And we all, many of us know about that. But later on, what had happened was through, the, through what we know as the charismatic movements, where I believe it was in Notre Dame University and one other university where there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit amongst all other denominations. So the Presbyterians, the Baptists, the Methodists, the uh, Catholics, you know, we have the Catholic charismatic movement and all of that. The Holy Spirit just began to move powerfully, powerfully through that. But, you know, often when things like that happen, denominations tend to take it into their creed. And so they make it a, a bit of a creedal aspect. So it, it, it sort of formalizes the move of the Holy Spirit. And the, and the Holy Spirit becomes a form, not a person anymore. You know, in that sense. And so today, Pentecost Sunday is about, re is, is about releasing, is about bringing us to a place where we see the Holy Spirit as a person that comes. And, and you know, it's so, that, that comes to us in, a, in such a powerful way, right? Such a powerful way. If you look back at the Old Testament, right? The Holy Spirit came upon individuals and they could do things. Came upon Samson, they could, came upon Deborah, she could do things. Came upon Gideon, he could do things. And the Holy Spirit was full on Moses, right? And that's why he, 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 do you remember these two guys who are known as Aldad and Medad? Not Aldad and my dad, but Aldad and Medad, right? So there were 70 that the Lord had that, that through Moses... The, the, Lord, the, the Lord instructed Moses and said, because Moses was complaining, right? Came to a point where he got just so sick and tired of the complaints that, peop, that, that the Israelites were just complaining about, oh, we've, we've had, um, what do you call that? What was that that they were eating? Manna, that's right. They had manna. They had manna for breakfast, manna for lunch, manna for dinner. You know, just manna, manna, manna. They tried all forms of manna. They tried to cook manna curry. They tried to saute manna. They tried to, hallelujah. 
there you go. They tried to do maybe sweet and sour manna and all of those sorts of things, but it was still manna, right? So they got so tired of that that they, they, they complained and complained. And so, so Moses got just so sick of it. And so he told the Lord, take me. Take me away. Take my life. Take my life. So, but the Lord had something else better planned. And what did he do? He said, I'll do this. I'll take the spirit that is on you, what is over you, and I'll put it on 70 others. Right? So that was the first mention, if you realize, of the spirit that was to, that was to be on all flesh. So I'll take it and I'll put it on all 70 so that they will have the similar spirit that you carry. Because it was, it was starting to get very tiring for an individual to begin to bear that load. And then comes Job, and he begins to prophesy what you heard today that was spoken of by Kevin, who spoke out of, uh, out of Acts. But that was prophesied in the book of Job, that the Spirit of the Lord will come upon all flesh. So that was prophetically spoken in the future. So if you see, if you and I begin to see that Moses functioned in such capacity like that, with such power and with such boldness, we know as the Holy Spirit as what the? Come, the comforter. So in our minds, sometimes we feel the comforter comes and says, oh, poor thing, you're crying today. Let me wipe your eyes out. I'll come and stand beside you. And I'll comfort you. Come, I'll comfort you. You know, that, that word comforter, translated from the Greek parakletos, in the initial English word, the old English, they call it the Elizabethan English, right, which was, which was more informed by Latin. Unlike our English today, it was more informed by Latin. That's why you have the do it, say it, me it, diet, and diet, and all of that, right? Now, the old Elizabethan English and that translation that translation was more cum forte, not comforter, but cum forte. Cum forte. So what is forte? When I say uh, when I say someone has a his forte, David, your forte is cooking, or your forte is preaching, maybe. So what does that mean? It's your strength, right? Forte, and in, in, in music, you know, if you see in music, if you see the F, it means with power and strength, loud. Double, double F would be double forte, right? It's not, so come thy strength. In other words, come with power. That's what the paracletos, that's what the Holy Spirit is. When he says it's expedient for me, it's expedient, actually not for me, it's expedient for you that I go. So when Jesus says, it's, it's better for me that I go, because it was a sad moment. How can I now lose the Messiah, one that we had so much of hope, and now he's going away. What's going to happen to us? What will we now do? Because he had all of the answers. He could heal the sick. He could cast out demons. Now he's away. So we are sunk. But he says, it is better now for you that I go. Because if I go, I will now send the comforte. The person with power that will come with power. So when the Holy Spirit came upon those who were waiting in the upper room on Pentecost, 
He came with power. Not to wipe their tears, not to take away their anxiety or whatever. They, they were, no, they were, they were coming together because of a feast. Amen? Right? Pentecost. It's the feast that they were coming together for. So here, I want to remind us today that the Holy Spirit wants to come to you, wants to come and immerse you with power and strength, not timidity. None of us as believers should be timid. The church should not be a timid place. The church should be filled with people who have power and strength. So when you and I go out, and when we speak to individuals, we're not confused anymore at what God can do through you and I. We must be certain, we must be sure. The only reason why so many of us, including me, are uncertain is because we don't frequent the upper room enough. We don't come to a place and wait on Him. How many of us in our own private times really, truly wait on the Lord? As we were waiting here, Rachel led us into such a powerful time today. Such a powerful time. And she was, you could sense that in her. She was experiencing something here. You know, whenever she goes, whoo, you hear that? Whoo. Then you know the anointing is somewhere, whoo. You know, maybe it's there on her. So please don't stop doing that, okay? Just because I, that's, I mean, there's something in that that she just releases, right? She just releases that. And so each, each one of us can come to a place and should come to a place. Whether we are 70, whether we are 80, whether we are 60 or 40 or 50, I don't think age is a criteria to the move of the Holy Spirit. The, because the Holy Spirit doesn't look at you and I as per our age. He looks at us as per our availability. And he looks at us in terms of us being a vessel for the Lord. Hallelujah. So if we are a vessel for the Lord, folks, then be assured that he wants to move with you. Forte, cum forte. So when you look at that concept that he's not just a comforter. When we think, oh, he's a paracletos, he's a comforter. Oh, he just comes to comfort us. That word, just looking at it, as I began to look at that, it made a shift in my own mindset. Because I've often just viewed him as a comforter. He comes and he just comforts us. And, you know, and, and that's how we often say. But now I'm thinking more from the... Not that he will not comfort us, folks. He will. Of course he will. But there is something way more significant. So if you've not experienced that power, the power of the Holy Spirit as the word of the Lord describes as the parakletos is, then you are a candidate for that. Then he wants to say, I want to come. And I love that word about the prodigal. Because I was thinking of that, yes, in fact, early this morning as I was praying, that word came to mind, the prodigal. Today is about the prodigal coming back. And you know, it's not a prodigal that's away from the Lord, but it's a prodigal that has not tasted the power of the Lord. A prodigal that has not tasted the, the fullness of what God intends for you and I. So today, we want to spend some time waiting on Him. If, 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 if you're open to that, I was going to say if you're okay with that. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I was going to say it doesn't matter, but no, it does. It does. It does. 
it matters that you and I cooperate with God. It matters that you agree. It matters that you say, come forte, come. Come. Come in power. Come in power. So we're going to spend maybe the last five, ten minutes, you know, doing that. So, which means I've got, I've got five minutes to finish my message, right? And so I, I want to share something really, really quick. I'll, 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 take this, I'll take this few minutes and just share something really brief because what I, what I want to see happen more so today is this. I don't want this day to pass us by. You know, if the Lord is, is speaking to us in such a way, and if, he's, and if, he's, if he instructed Moses and he told Moses this, I will take what is in you now and begin to give it to 70 others. And you know, jo Joshua actually comes and complains to, to Moses. And he says, these two guys, Aldad and Medad, decided to stay back and they didn't come. And they're prophesying in the camp. And so Moses turns to him and says, is that an issue? Is that a problem though? Is that going to be a problem? So in other words, Joshua is thinking that, oh, these guys are just wanting the, you know, wanting to be known, wanting to be heard, you know, wanting the prime time, so to say. But Moses is now turning to him and saying, is that a problem that they prophesy? Is that a problem? Because I rather that all experience that. And so in God's goodness, Joel comes and he prophesies that. He speaks prophetically of what is to happen in the future. And as they wait in that upper room. And you know, they were all Jews. They were all Jews that were there. And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon them. That when they went out and when they spoke in different tongues, every other ethnic group knew what they were speaking. So that's where, if you remember, weeks, several weeks ago, I said that the reversal of the Tower of Babel was on Pentecost Sunday. Because everyone could understand them. There was the sense of unity that was now brought together. Because in Genesis 11, at the Tower of Babel, what did, what did the Lord say? He said, because of their unity... Nothing would be impossible with them. Because they were so united that nothing would be impossible. So what does the enemy then come to do? He comes to divide us. He comes to separate us. He comes to put offense in you, husband and wife. People within the church, people in community, in your workplace. One stabbing the other. While someone is seeking a promotion, you go and begin to betray that person and you pull that person down. We've all been in situations like that, I'm sure. So the enemy comes to do that. Because, and God came and began to, 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 to divide these individuals in Genesis 11. Why? Because they wanted to build the tower unto themselves. God had other plans. And so the Lord knew, man, if they began to do that with the kind of unity that they have, it would, nothing would be impossible. So what does, you, you heard me sh share about causation and correlation, causation. So that means there is, when there's a correlation there, there is a cause that we see. So you see the correlation between unity and what God can do in terms of power. So now comes on, a, on Pentecost, the Lord comes and draws 
us by His Spirit. So we are one in His Spirit. Can we say that together? We are one in His Spirit. One more time. We are one. We are one in His Spirit. What, that, that old song, do you remember? Brian, come on, help me. We are one. Tracy, we are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And, and that our unity has one day be restored. Let us know we are Christians by our love. By our love. We know we are Christians by our love. How, how amazing, how powerful is that, isn't it? Huh? That one day will be restored. Today is the day. Hallelujah. No, actually, Pentecost Sunday was the day that it was restored. But we have to believe that. We have to fight for it, guys. When there is something that is so powerful that is missing from the church, we as believers need to fight for it because it's, it's up to you and I. Amen? It's up, it's, it's up to us. And I just want to... I, 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 will, I will probably end with this, with this verse from Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. And we'll go, so if I can have the team to come up, please, and we'll, we'll get into a time of really, you know, just worshiping and just waiting on the Lord. Again, I want to I wanna create this space as an open space, wherever you are, just come out. Sometimes, you know, where we are situated becomes a, becomes a barrier. And uh, uh, I just need, Lauren, can you help me with the slide, please? Can you just bring up, uh, can you just bring up the song of the Lord? Zephaniah 3.17, way past that. Uh, no, before that, sorry. A couple of slides before that, before that, before that. Yep, yep. Stay, stay on that. Great, thank you. So, can we turn to Zephaniah 3.17, please? And the, the reason I want to share this is because I'll link this with our time to wait on the Lord. Zephaniah 3, chapter 3, verse 17. It says, it starts off in verse 16. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem or to the church here, Fear not, O Zion. Let not your hands grow weak. In verse 17, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. Right? The Lord your God is in your midst, the mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt you, exalt over you with loud singing. You know the word exalt means to feel or show a triumphant jubilation. So the Lord will show, will triumph a jubilation. He will celebrate over. Have you, um, uh, you've, you've heard me share bits of this in the past, but there are quite a few of you who are new as well, may not have, may not have heard me share this, but... As you read this again, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice. So he is rejoicing over us with what? With gladness, as you see that, right? 
he will exalt, meaning he will show triumphant jubilation over you with loud singing. Not, not with shout, so not with soft singing, but loud. He's singing over us loudly. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet over you with love. You know, have you seen have you seen Zorro? I think the first Zorro, the first movie, where his so-called friend took his little baby away. And Zorro's house was burnt and all of that, but he, he came back, right? He was put in prison and so on and so forth, but eventually he came back. And his daughter had grown really old. I mean, not really old, had, had grown up. So she was in her 20s. And so the scene here shows Zorro in the stable stroking this horse, and she comes. And as she speaks to Zorro, she then makes the statement, she says, your voice sounds familiar. Your voice sounds familiar. And when she was a baby, Zorro, who was uh, Anthony Hopkins, I think Anthony Hopkins, right? Yeah, he plays the part. And he sings over her, sings over her lullaby, sings her to sleep and sings over her, talks to her and sings. So there was this recognition that she knew. She knew this voice. There was this familiar voice that she knew. And so when she was old, though they were far apart for years, she recognized this voice. Now, in a similar way, folks, do we recognize the voice of the Lord? That God sings over us. When we are anxious, when we are depressed, when we are lonely, when we are fearful, do you hear the Lord singing over you? Right? Now, the, the next slide. If you look at the next slide, you see the slide of a radio, right? And if you turn, if you tune the radio to a particular frequency, to 89.9, you get light FM, right? If you turn to 101, I think it's Fox FM, or 103, it's something else, and uh, th there are several different radio stations, but do you see the radio waves here at all? You don't see them, but when you tune it in, then you begin to hear that very radio station, that, 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 that particular radio station. And sometimes, wherever you are, depending on the antenna, you get, you, you get interferences. Am I right? So when you, when you turn it to the right space, you can pick up the right megahertz. And you get the right radio station coming through. And that is with the Lord, because God is singing over you and I. Now you can hear him. He's singing loudly over you and I. He's trying to quiet you with his love. But if we don't tune to him, we will never hear that song which we term as the song of the Lord. So he is singing over us. We tune ourselves to him. So why do we worship the way we worship then, folks? It's so that we can align ourselves. You know what? Interestingly, Plato says this about music. Music, 
rhythm and harmony find their way into the inward places of the soul, imparting grace and making the soul of him who is rightly educated graceful. So the power of music. You heard me say last week or a couple of weeks ago about rhythm and vibration and sound and, and actually breath. And I'll, I'll, I'll definitely share that at a, at a later time. But today, I just want to leave us with this, that as we come and as we begin to just sit before him and just wait before him right now, I want us to begin to tune ourselves to that very radio wave, to, that, to, to heaven's wave, to heaven's sound, to heaven's vibrations. You know, it is said that the human heart beats at 60 when it is, when it is calm. That's what it says. I'm asking the doctor to nod, so hopefully he agrees with me. But that's what research says, right, at 60. So you find in music there is the tempo. You know what you and I need to do? We should try and begin to, begin to, in our own privacy, begin to figure out this tempo at 60, meaning 60 beats per minute, right? With whatever that we're doing, just keep it to that 60 beats. You've got a metronome, let it go to 60 beats per minute. And put yourself in an environment like that where you begin to see and align yourself to that because that's where you and I begin to ex experience the sense of calm and peace. But you find when you're anxious, what happens? Your heartbeat races, right? You become stressful. Your heartbeat begins to race. So when we come into a place of worship and when you hear the drummer goes with a particular rhythm, it's bringing us into a place of alignment. So music has a lot of power. And the week before, in fact, if you, if you go back to 2 Kings chapter 3, just, just two more slides behind, Elisha says, Elisha said, as surely as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, if I did not have respect for the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. So there were three of them who were coming to, to, to meet with Elisha here. But Elisha said, if not for Jehoshaphat, if not for my respect for Jehoshaphat, I would not do this. But he says, now bring me a musician. Bring me a harpist. And so when the harpers began to play. Four elements within us, our physical, our mental, our emotional, and our spiritual alignment begins to align itself. So as that began to happen, the, the, the hand of the Lord came over, over Elisha. But why can't the hand of the Lord just come over Elisha without music? It could. But God knows that he gave us this gift because he knows what's reverberating within our hearts. And he wants to bring it into a place where there is the internal and the external sink that happens. So folks, don't, 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 don't for one uh, moment think that our worship times sometimes are a waste. I, I, don't think, I, I don't think people here think like that, but there are, there are places that I've gone and, and ministered where you have people come after the worship session because, not because something's happened, but they come largely because they feel, oh, that's, I don't need that. 
I'll go for the main thing, which is the message. But God has given us worship as a powerful tool, music as a powerful tool, that when, when all of that begins to happen, you find that God just, God begins to, God, God begins to, God already is moving in a powerful way. But it's like this cloud that's over us. It's like the rain, the dark cloud. And so as we begin to worship and as we begin to come into that space, the clouds begin to move apart. And the clarity of the sun comes into our lives. And so he uses all of this form. And that's why I feel it's important for us to also understand what the natural aspect is. Because sometimes we are so focused on the spiritual aspect that we don't realize the natural aspects have a reason. This is why the Lord said that. So as we get into our time of worship right now, I want us to sing that song, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Come flood this place and fill this atmosphere, Lord. Fill this atmosphere. And I just, I, 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 I want to invite you to just come forward if you can, right? Or if you feel wherever you are, you want to kneel, you want to, you know, sit, you, just be free today. Be really free to engage with God, but don't leave this place today. Don't leave this place today feeling and thinking God is just go ahead and play something on the uh, and don't leave this place thinking that God's spirit is not on you he is in you if you if you've received the Lord if Jesus is your savior and you've invited him into your heart his spirit is there in you if you haven't then then say Lord come into my life right now I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I know what you did on the cross was more than enough for me because you have now conquered my sin. You became that sacrifice. And so I give my heart to you. Believing, Lord, that your spirit is in me and your spirit is over me. And so, folks, as we come this morning, and as we just spend a few minutes, just a few minutes, let's just take a few minutes, right? Let's say, come, Holy Spirit. Cum forte, come in power. Let him come and break apprehension in you. Let him come and break any chain that you might find that you're chained to. Are you chained to unforgiveness? Are you chained to fear? Are you chained to what people may think of you? Are you chained to a particular offense? Are, are you chained to wanting more than what you have? Are you chained to a sense of thinking that, Lord, I don't have enough? So whatever that you are chained to, let the Lord come and say, come in power, come in power, come in power, come in power, Lord. Come in power, Lord. Mm. Lord, we surrender ourselves to you right now. Father, we come before you. We say, 
as a church, Lord Father, for those who are joining us online as well. Lord, we just pray and we invite them into a space right now. We invite them into a space right now, Lord. We carve out the space because we can, we believe today, from today, as we hear Zephaniah 3.17, that you are singing over us. So, Lord, we want to hear that song that you're singing over us, Lord. What is that song? Lord, clear the airways, Father, for us. Church, it is not, it is not impossible. It is not difficult. You and I don't need to try hard this morning. All we need to say is, I'm here, Lord. My ears are yours. Open the eyes of my heart, as we sang earlier. Cause our ears to be unstopped today, right now in Jesus' name. And believe that there's something awesome and powerful that's going to take place now. Powerful doesn't need to be loud. It can come in many different forms. But it's going to mean something to you. The Holy Spirit is going to come in a sure way to you today. Thank you. And in particular, I want to say this for those of us who have been believers for a long time. I think there's something extra special that he's wanting to release to us today. So be open, folks. Be open. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. No. You're our living hope.
encourage more but come come up and begin to just pray them pray with certainty pray as one that you know you've Particular, if you haven't prayed, haven't come up. Let 
this be. Let today be a let let today be that day. Just a few more minutes, actually, we'll bring our time today. We'll bring it to a, to a close. Not that we're closing what the Lord wants to do, but our time together. And as we leave, we know the Spirit of the Lord will leave with us. And He will be in our homes with us today, tomorrow, the next day. Thank you, Lord. That as you feel, oh God, the apostles in the upper room, oh God, we pray that you fill us tonight. That as we young for the deeper things of God, Father, we pray for the infilling, oh God, in the name of Jesus. That is not by our own mind, neither our own abilities, oh God, but it is your ability working in us. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for every every heart every mind every individual that is in this building here tonight father that i ask that you do something special with them tonight in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus name amen, amen. Father, I want to thank you that you are filling us afresh every day with your power, your might, and your Holy Spirit. And I want to thank you, God, for increasing our sphere of influence, that we might take all the good that you put in us and all of the things that you are in us and share that with those around about us. I pray for our families, God, and I ask that you increase our influence in those around about us who are not saved, in our own immediate families, and those in our just the wider circle where we work, where we play, God, that we might share the love of God and the goodness of God with those around us, that we might be so real and so full of you, Lord, that people will ask the question, what is it about you that is different? Help us to be different and to make that difference, Father. That is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can I invite you to just raise your, put your hands forward and raise it up like you're receiving from him. Take that posture with your palms open up. Raised up like this. And Lord, as each one raises their hands, Lord Father, in a position that says, Lord, we want to receive from you today. We want to receive from you this power. This power that comes unhindered from the heavenlies. Power, the fresh wind, Lord. The fire of the Holy Spirit, let it come. In all of its power, let it come upon us, let it come and begin to begin to empower us, Lord Father. Let it cause us to be another person totally. Only because that can be achieved through the trans transforming power of the Holy Spirit. But today we want to receive an extra deposit, not just for ourselves, Lord, because what we receive 
we then want to be able to become the blessing that we can be to those around us, Lord. Father, we want to be able to impact, as my sister prayed, our spheres of, 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 of influence, Lord, whether it's in the political arena, whether it's in our workplace, whether it's in, in education, whether it's in finance, wherever it is, Lord. You give us power, not for us to keep it to ourselves, but for us to be able to bring glory to you. So today we want to glorify you. As we remember Pentecost Sunday, we thank you that your spirit was released upon all flesh. We acknowledge that we thank you and we give you all thanks in Jesus' name. May the Lord continue to bless you and may he cause his face to shine upon you. For those of you who are joining us online, receive this in the name of Jesus. There is an impartation over you and your household. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Please feel free to be seated. Feel free to just rest if you want to. We have some music.